Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy Podcast with your host, Luke Sawhook. And Hudson Brown. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. Like the like the announcer said, this is Luke Sawhook. I'm Hutchison Brown. I'm sorry, I pointed the wrong way. I'm going to point that way. There, there we go. Uh, we're, we're a day late. We apologize, especially to ones who are listening to the podcast uh, after we have recorded live. We both had some, we had some complications with our schedule Tuesday night, so we had to move it to Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you're listening on the podcast, this will probably post Thursday morning. So apologies for that. But we got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking about how to adjust to injuries for your fantasy football teams with playoffs coming. There's a lot of injuries, especially this past week. It was kind of brutal. There's some injury updates that we really need to talk about. And it's, it's there's some huge impacts for fantasy football here. So we'll go through as many as we can. We've got a ton of notes here. Let's go through them. Let's just kick it right off, Luke. How's that sound? Let's cook it right yeah. off, man. Jumping into here, Justin Jefferson's back. Practiced in full today. I expect him fully to suit up this week. It's um, the Las Vegas Raiders here. Pretty good matchup for him. We got the Pastronaut and Josh Jobs throwing to him for the first time. Expectations mm-hmm. are medium-ish for JJ for me. I'm expecting 10-plus fantasy points for sure, even if he's yeah, on a snap count. Um, I definitely would be starting him in your fantasy lineups this week, no matter what. I don't care if you have the bench. Put him in. It's Justin Jefferson. You've waited long enough for him to come back. Throw him in your lineup. I'm expecting him to have a fine game, not an explosion. He still could, but I'm expecting a good game from JJ here. Yeah, especially when he's coming off fresh off the bye because he's had the whole bye to be able to work with Joshua Dobbs and get some practices in and, and develop that relationship a little bit more because I'm assuming now that they're so confident that he's practicing in full this week, he at least got a couple limited practices over the bye week or at least got some work in you know, with Joshua Dobbs. So I'm hoping that that really helps jo- uh, Justin Jefferson get in this week, have a full-blown awesome game. Yeah, you, he's a must-start in fantasy football. You're starting him 100% as – I would say a wide receiver one, but you know, you got to temper expectations a little bit. It is his first game back. But also to be fair, to counterpoint that, the Vikings wouldn't bring him back if he's not fully healthy. And Jefferson wouldn't let himself play if he's not fully healthy either. He's, he was very clear about that during his injury. They have not rushed him back at all. They've, they've let him they take the time recovery. Back. And that's a yeah. green flag. We like to see that. And also, you know, as far as Absolutely. planning around Justin Jefferson returning, you're still starting Jordan Addison, you're still starting TJ Hawkinson. And maybe you start one of those running backs, but I don't know. I'm love a little it. nervous about Jordan Addison, actually. I'm still I'm starting. Little- I'm a little nervous, but I, I think you can still flex. I think if anything, JJ might help him, to be honest with you. JJ could help him. He, he could. But uh, I'm just nervous because Joshua Dobbs, since starting in Minnesota, has only averaged 208 yards per game. If you bring Justin Jefferson in, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison in. Well, I think the numbers like, go I think the number goes up a little bit. They could bit. go up. Yeah, they could go up. But to be fair, I, I'm just it's gonna be interesting to see what he does this week. I'm just gonna I want to watch it very closely this week. What Addison I am Jefferson too. Look like. I am too. Jumping into our next subject here. Brees Hall not practicing today. Uh, how concerned are you for his availability? Uh, he's got an ankle issue. I would be, I would just hold expect, like just hold uh, before panic button or hold on full confidence. I'd be right in the middle. Just hold on for a second. If we don't see Thursday practicing, once you see no practice on Thursday, that's where you're allowed to start freaking out a little bit and be like, okay, Brees Hall might seriously not play, but they need him desperately for this offense. They desperately need him if they want any chance of doing anything on the football field. So yeah, I think, I think he does play, but I'm going to watch the next couple of reports of the next day or two. Yeah. I mean, I'm in full agreement there. Let's not spend too much time on this. Moving on here. Najee Harris did not practice at all this week so far. Questionable for Thursday night football tomorrow. I think even if Najee does go, he does not miss a lot of time from injuries in his career so far. I would expect him to be active. I'm not going to lie. I yeah, I would as well. Good chance that he's going to be out there knowing Najee. Yeah. 
but I do expect to see a heavier workload here for Jalen Warren. I think yes, if anything is leaning more towards Jalen Warren, I was just talking about this on the High Point Sports War Room spaces, but Jalen Warren, I like his anytime touchdown line on DraftKings this week. That's pretty Plus yeah. 145. Pretty good value. That's the most favorite of any player in this game. Vegas is just expecting such a low point total that these anytime touchdown bets are super, super high odds. So I really like Jalen Warren anytime touchdown there. I think his workload is going to be higher than most games so far this season. And Warren's been playing pretty good football for the Steelers over the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his volume has started to increase more and more over the last couple of weeks. He's been doing really good things for the Steelers offense. And I mean, anytime, I mean, this game is going to be bad. I mean, I recently saw um, one of my good friends. You probably, I think you know him, Luke. His name is Patrick. Uh, St. Pat, like his, like St. Yes. Like the St. of Fantasy Football, Patrick. He's he's awesome. But he put a bet of the alternate points uh, for the game of 17 and a half and he bet under. Like that's that's where that's where a lot of people are thinking this game is gonna go. It's just ridiculous. But See, the anytime, I'm, digging I, while, I'm digging while there's zagging, Hutch. I'm not. Yeah, I agree. Like I think that's I was talking about thing. this on the War Room show as well. I think that this is kind of getting to a point where it feels like two extreme high scoring offenses with a really high over. It feels like the opposite, right? Like it's not like it's Miami and Detroit and it's like a really high over. Like oh, 55 points. Sure, take the over because these are two good offenses. It's the exact opposite. And I feel like while Zappi and Mitch Trubisky are not the best, I mean, these are still NFL offenses. You know, they're going to score points. Yeah. I do think there's a chance the over hits. There's a chance. I don't know if I love betting the under. I definitely could see it hitting. All you need is a 17-14 game. You remember the Patriots and Chargers game last week totaled six points. Yeah. That's I, I think that's honestly at. a big reason why the line's so low, Hutch. I think yeah. that if that game it is, resulted yeah. in the, if the Chargers put up 17 I think the over/under is, you know, still at least thirty-five points. Yeah, I would agree there. But yeah, I like I like your bet with Jalen Warren anytime touchdown. That's good. I think that's a yeah. Moving on here to the next game, Ramondre Stevenson ruled out for Thursday night football. This is a big one. Talk a little bit about this impact here for Zeke. What do you think? Yeah, it and for, firstly, just to say, it really sucked the way he got injured. The hip drop tackle that that needs to be completely eliminated from the game. It's killed a lot of players in their seasons this year. It's been really unfortunate to watch that. I mean, I'm not saying like it's not. I'm not trying to like like say bad things about the defender. It's just something they've been taught. It just it shouldn't be taught anymore. That's something that should be completely eliminated from the game. But uh, it, it affects Ramondre Stevenson here. He's probably going to miss the next couple of weeks. He might. He, I mean, Patriots are not going to make the playoffs, so he might be out for the entirety of the season. Uh, for the rest of the season, it's possible. But anyways, to way to Zeke, he's going to get plenty of volume. I really don't think the Patriots are going to use anyone else. Like they just haven't all year. They haven't used anyone else all year. It's been Zeke and Ramondre, and that's pretty much it. They've gotten the majority, pretty much all the touches in this backfield. And I don't think they're going to bring anyone out. They just have nobody behind Zeke. And Zeke is plenty capable. He's big. He's physical. He's powerful. He can take a workload. So I think he's going to get some receiving work, get some running work. And even if the Patriots don't score many points, he's still going to be a relevant fantasy football asset. He's not needy. He's going to get his. And like I mentioned earlier with Jalen Warren, anytime touchdown, I like Zeke anytime touchdown as well. It's up plus 200 odds. Ooh, yeah, that's that's not bad. It's pretty juicy. And speaking of Zeke, you know, this Patriots offense has been pretty anemic, especially now without Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. I don't have much confidence there at all, to be honest with you. I think the Patriots are tanking, to be straight up. But straight up, though, again, on as far as fantasy value goes, I think that Zeke could provide almost potential league-winning value. Um, if Ramondre Stevenson is truly could out, be, for man. it really could be on a, a pure volume, twenty carries a game and a few checkdowns a game basis. Do you six, eight points on the ground, few through the air? He could be an 11, 12 plus point per game guy without even getting any touchdowns. Just on a pure yeah. volume standpoint, I think Zeke is going to get a be. lot of work here down the stretch. 
And if he falls in the end zone a couple times, he can become a flex play for you and your fantasy playoffs that could ultimately bring you home some hardware. So I would keep an eye out for Zeke. Maybe check your waiver wire. I think people would be scooping him yeah, up. With I don't know. But it, I think there's, he's still out there in some leagues for sure. Yeah, he's still out there definitely. Uh, he's probably going in most leagues now. He was one of the top pickups, if not the top pickup of the week this past week on waivers. But uh, yeah, Marandre, the thing is he hasn't been placed on IR yet. So if he was to be out for this, if he was going to be out for the season, he would have been placed on IR. Uh, he hasn't been done. That hasn't happened yet. So I think the Patriots are still hopeful that he doesn't miss the season. But I still, even though I, I said it earlier, I still think it's possible. This injury was brutal and the Patriots are fighting for nothing at this point. So yeah, they, they are really, absolutely fighting for nothing. I think it honestly yeah, is, is in their best interest to shut them down. And I was it just is. checking a second ago here on ESPN fantasy. Seek is only rostered in 51% of leagues. That's a pretty big portion. You know, that's, that's a number that, you know, you'll get to yeah. about, you know, most of the, the sharper leagues out there will have them picked up by now. But still, if you're in a more casual league, if you're in a league where half the league's not paying attention, go check your waiver wire and see if Get Zeke's Zeke. there. Because, you yeah, know, it happens. Absolutely. It happens. Yeah, Zeke, is, he could be one of those guys down the stretch that really help you out. Absolutely. Here, transitioning into my Pittsburgh Steelers. Unfortunately, Kenny Pickett's expected to miss multiple games, up to four after having a, a surgery on his ankle. It's pretty unfortunate news. Honestly, Pickett's been having a rough season. But, you know, especially after a pretty bad performance against Arizona this past week, we're in the, you know, the post-Matt Canada era. I think seeing a healthy Kenny Pickett for the end of the season honestly would have been a pretty solid indicator at future success. Um, there were some things I was seeing in the, from the offense that I liked without Matt Canada at the helm. So it's pretty unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see Pickett here. And I think if anything, him getting injured honestly cements him 100% that the Steelers are likely going to keep him for the starting quarterback for next season, in my opinion. I think there's still yeah, enough unknown there. They're going to hire a new offensive coordinator. They're going to give Pickett another chance. I think last season is probably going to be his last chance to prove himself as the starting quarterback for Pittsburgh. As far as fantasy football purposes go, this is honestly just terrible news for if you're a manager of Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, or George Pickens. I think it really hurts the value of all three of those guys pretty significantly. For the running backs, Najee and Warren, I feel like it might help, if anything. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I, it feels pretty gross all around here. Trubisky, I don't have much expectations for. Definitely don't play him in fantasy unless it's a two-quarterback league and you're desperate. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't play Trubisky. The the th only thing I would say for the Steelers' offense, um, for the receiving game specifically for this week, I think you can play Deontay Johnson. When you look at the game Mitch Trubisky has started in all five of the last game, Mitch Trubisky has actually started the game, which most of them are in 2022, to be fair. Deontay Johnson's seen A-plus targets in all those games. Like he's been like Mitch Jabisky likes Deontay Johnson. He continues to target him. Obviously George Pickens has kind of stepped up a little bit this year. Maybe it changes this year. We'll see. But uh, I think Deontay Johnson's, if you have a PPR league or a half PPR league, if you get that floor uh, with the points per reception, I think Deontay Johnson is someone you can play tonight and probably in future weeks if Mitch Jabisky were to miss. And I agree with you, Luke. Kenny Pickett, I, I, I personally, I don't think it's good for the Steelers, but he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. They just don't have the power to move up to the top of this draft and get a quarterback, and they, they're they likely stuck with Pickett for the next year or two. And they're going to be, you know, around 500. Mike Tomlin's going to get him there, maybe a fringe playoff team for the next couple of years with Pickett, but Pickett's just going to hold them back for a bit. Yeah, it's pretty tough. And honestly, I, I am still – I'm not totally out on Pickett yet. I think there's a chance when you get a new offensive coordinator in there that he shows some signs of life. He the thing with him is it's it's really bizarre because he's not a bad distributor of the football. No, I think the thing with him no. is a lot of like he has troubles reading the field, finding the open targets, and he has a hard time staying in the pocket uh, and making those throws when he's under pressure. That's the thing I've noticed with him. But yeah. as far as being an accurate passer, he's he's fine with that. I think it's just more of 
it's, it's a lot of inconsistencies with him. I mean, the offense as a whole just hasn't been driving the football down the field as well. Um, he's been missing some open guys on reads, missed a couple throws. He's been okay this year. He hasn't been horrible. Uh, I do think the offense as a whole was, was a lot of a product of Matt Canada's play calling. I mean, we saw a huge difference in the week after he was fired. I mean, KD Pickett had a pretty good game. Um, again, I believe it was against Cleveland. Um, but o- overall, it's still a very disappointing – not against Cleveland, sorry. It was over played the week after. Um, but still, Pickett, shut down for the year. Disappointing for him. Really rough season. But ultimately, I'm hoping that he can bounce back a little bit next season with a new offensive coordinator and show some signs of life. If not, it's going to be time for Pittsburgh to cut their losses and move on after the end of next season. Yeah, after, after next year. And that was against Cincinnati, by the way, that first game with the New Yes, it was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yep, it was right. week 12. Because I remember because I looked up Pat Freeman from Sleeper because I remember the first week back, he had 11 targets in that game. He dominated, and then he only had five the next, which unfortunately for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm really – I don't know. I don't believe much in picking. Honestly, from what I've seen, I'm like, I just. Don't I, I see think there's a 15 percent chance he can work out long term still. Okay. Okay. I'm not I confident. But I think there's a small chance. Yeah, I, know. I think it's very. Out. I think it's very slim. I think it's very slim that he works out for this year because it's just like he hasn't flashed anything where it's like that is special. You know what I mean? Like no. most quarterbacks that were going to take a step forward, like a big step forward, would flash things special early. Like for sure. Like Joe Burrow flashed things early. Like these guys, like sometimes these rookies flash things early. They're like, oh, that's special. I'm going to say Brown. Remember towards the end of the year, he flashed something special. Yeah. Like that kid is special. You know, like the, they, they don't, you don't necessarily have to have a massive breakout in your one. You don't have to necessarily be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or Gita Stroud and have this historic rookie season. Just show flashes of being like, oh, that kid's special. Kenny Pickett has not done that this year and in any part of his career yet. He's just not done that. And I feel like after two years of not doing it, I don't see it happening. I just don't yeah, see the stuff for happening. You. But, you know, you know, we saw Trevor Lawrence come out of nowhere. Uh, we saw we saw well, him Lawrence just step up out of nowhere. But prospect. Kenny Pickett is not. Here's Brock said Kenny Pickett was not. Yeah. No, not even yeah. close. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, though, unfortunately, he has a high ankle sprain. Yes. Expect him to miss some time. I don't expect him to miss a ton of time. Honestly, I would expect. You no, know, I've seen reports saying he could. I I I added Kirk more than T Law because I've seen like a sneaky a couple reports saying that he wants to come back this week, which I don't think no is going to happen. I don't I don't think there's a chance. I don't if think so won, either. I think. They would be honestly, was, a very unwise play. decision to play uh, Trevor Lawrence this week. I think if they need to shut him down for a week or two. Yeah. But overall, I mean, this team's going to make the playoffs. And I think that this yeah, is going to help you for a playoff run here. And Christian Kirk, he's going to miss some time. I, I would expect at least a few weeks of an absence here for Kirk. Not the best injury. I would expect two to three weeks if, if, if I had Yeah, to. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I would hope both of them, neither of them go on IR, though. I don't think either of them are going to make IR. Definitely but, not. Uh, I think Kirk has IR potential, but Lawrence, I think, definitely Lawrence will come back. Yeah. So what do we think now about um, – what do we think about Calvin Ridley with C.J. Beathard in the offense? Because, I mean, Cal- Christian Kirk's gone, so that sit opens him. up a role, but what do we think? I'm sitting him. Yeah, I'm not excited either. I would sit him this week at least. If he shows something great, if he doesn't, then – uh. Like, the thing that know. I think that gets a bump, if anybody, is going to be Travis Etienne. I think we're going to get more designs, you know, check downs, screen passes, dump offs to these running backs. And I think overall it could be a nice boost for him in PPR leagues. Get some nice, you know, one to two yard receptions. And overall just, you know, try to bolster up those receiving chops for him, get some more fantasy points. And ultimately, I just think just open up his workout, up his touches. Um, Etienne had a pretty nice game this past week. Uh, you know, got a touchdown. The yards wasn't great, but he was getting the touches still. ETN's looking like a pretty solid fantasy running back as things continue to go down the stretch oh, yeah. here. 
for Jacksonville. Moving on here, we have a pretty significant piece of news as we go on to a pretty huge game here for Dallas and Philadelphia this week. We have Dallas mm-hmm. Goddard logging a full practice this week for Philly. What do you think about his impact that he could possibly make on this game? I'm looking at him as a huge impact in this game. I mean, the Eagles offense, the, you know, they have AJ Brown, they have Devontae Smith, but it's really nice to have that third option, Dallas Goddard, that you can have there. And I'm I'm thinking that he wants a revenge here. This is the game he got injured in against Dallas just a handful of weeks ago. And I'm thinking that Dallas Goddard's going to come out here in his first game back and want some revenge. I think he's going to want to have a big game. So I think a big game from Dallas Goddard. I think he's going to make a big impact in this game. I like it. I'm honestly on the other side of the spectrum, though. I think that right. he, That's fair. while he might be active, he's not going to be 100%. I think that you should be you know, starting him with caution and fantasy. I mean, there's not a lot of great options out there. The tight end landscape, as always, is gloomy as hell this year. Um, if you don't have one of the top yeah, guys who are struggling, as always. And, you know, a guy like Dallas Goddard obviously has, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel kind of potential here with injuries uh, to the tight end position. But I think overall, even if he comes back this week, I'm not a huge fan of his fantasy outlook. I would look to sit him if you have other options that are viable. If not, play him and, you know, kind of hope he can get back in there and get a decent, healthy target share in his first week back. Hopefully he is healthy and ready for the long run here uh, for this Philadelphia offense. Big game this week. And then also Derrick Henry is back at practice after suffering a you know possible concussion. What do you think about him yep. this week, I mean, Derrick Henry, the thing is, I mainly wanted to put this in here because I, I realized that, you know, Tajay Spears, everyone's picking him up this week off waivers uh, or trading for him. But the thing is, if Derrick Henry comes back, then Tajay Spears is not going to have that you know late season uh, breakout like we thought he was. So Tajay Spears is not going to have a game of, like, you know, dominance in this offense like we hoped for. But Derrick Henry's back. He's going to play this week. If he's already back to practice Wednesday from a concussion, I'm expecting him to play this week. And you start him in fantasy football. He's going to dominate for the playoffs. I mean, his his schedule is just ridiculous. We know what happens when it get it get it gets cold. That you know, as the fantasy footballers say, he becomes the yeti, and he just yeti. crushes every defense he goes against. The yeti, baby, I love it. Oh, All right, yeah. uh, one last thing here to wrap us up. Tank Dell, poor one out. I am so sad, man. Selfishly, it's real quick. Selfishly, so real heartbreaking. Quick. I love Tank Dell. I'm so sad because I have him in the twenty five thousand dollar personal corner mm. league. And that just like ripped my soul out of my body. Uh, wishing yeah. him a full, speedy, healthy recovery. Uh, but my Absolutely, dude, man. my team in that league, I, I've lost Nick Chubb and Tank Dell now uh, for the season. That's been pretty brutal. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's dude. When I when I saw that injury news come up, I was just like, because I saw a tweet. It said like Tank Dell with a crying emoji, and I was just like, no. I was like, come on, dude. It was bad. Know. I was watching Red and, Zone, and like he was like, and down then I and went. And I went and found a video and I was like of him being carted off. And I was just like, oh, come on, man. That's just, it's so heartbreaking. It's like the, this rookie, he's rushing it. Oh, it was just so heartbreaking to watch. Man. It really, really was. But man, I was really wishing him a speedy recovery for the rest of the season. Hopefully he comes back next year strong, ready to go with CJ Stroud in his second year in the league. But uh, looking at the fantasy football implications, Nico Collins obviously gets a big bump for the rest of the huge season. Bump. Obviously, we got a huge bump. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one in this offense now. So rest of season, Nico Collins looking really nice. And I think low-key Dalton Schultz, too. I feel like no one's talking yep. about it enough, but Dalton Schultz is absolutely a viable option now because when you're the number two option in a C.J. Stroud offense that's throwing the ball a lot, I mean, you're going to be very relevant, especially if you're a tight end. Like, you're going to be a really relevant fantasy tight end. So as long as he he, he missed last week's game, so you got to monitor his injury status. I don't know where it's at right now. I would have to quickly look that up. Because it was a surprise. Like, all of a sudden, we just saw Dalton Schultz not practicing. He's out. And it was like, 
what the crap? Like it was like Thursday. We saw that first report of Dalton Schultz is injured. It was so, so weird. But uh, this week, let's see where he's at. Right now he's questionable. He was limited in his return to practice on Wednesday. So we're still questionable. We don't know what's going to happen. But if he is playing, he gets the Jets who are 20th in fantasy points allowed to tight ends this year, which is a pretty good matchup. And Very good matchup. Dalton Schultz is going to be able to have a solid game. So I would be able – and he's already tight in 12 in fantasy this year. He's been all right. He's been able to have some production. So if Tank Dell is out now, uh, Dalton Schultz is the number two option in this offense, and he's going to be very relevant. So if he's active, you can definitely start him as a tight end one in fantasy. 100%. 100%, guys. All right, well, thank you so much for tuning in here for some injury news. Hutch, close this out, brother. All right, everybody, that's going to be it for another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Please go follow Luke Sawhook on Twitter. He's at Luke Sawhook. Go follow me on Twitter at HutchsonB underscore FF. Check out our content. We work all over the industry. Try to make the best fantasy football content. Try to do the best sports stuff we can. That's going to be all for today. Thank you all again so much for tuning in to our podcast. We'll see you all next week. See you. Peace.